lot of the guys that I work with or work for business-wise here, I mean, I don't talk hockey all the time and I'll, I'll get the odd text or email and be like, holy smoke, <laughs> what? I didn't know you did that. Like everybody would see the video and yeah, I'd get, I'd get some pretty good reactions sometimes. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles. Another great guest on the show here today as we continue to roll along with Crunch Chronicles. Another Syracuse Crunch alumni joining us here today. And our guest, as we kind of continue the theme of looking back at 1994 a little bit, we had Brian Loney on last week talking about the very first game in Syracuse Crunch history. And although the Crunch home opener here, the 28th Crunch season is now officially in the books, still looking back a little bit on that very first Crunch game to commemorate those special jerseys the Crunch just wore in their home opener to start the 2021-2022 regular season. So with that, our guest on the show today is, as we said, a former Syracuse Crunch player and another one of those original Crunch players. Of course, it's John Baduk, one of the all-time fan favorites in Crunch history. He was a part of that original team, and my goodness, did he come into it the, uh, the that first season and really make an impact for the crunch. He came in 44 games played in the original crunch season on that first team in 1994. He had 334 penalty minutes. He was the original crunch enforcer. And again, he became the fan favorite because of all of that. He played three seasons overall with the crunch in his second year, 1995-1996. 46 games played, only 245 penalty minutes. And then just 24 games in the final season with the crunch, 1996-1997. 70 penalty minutes for John Baduk in the 24 games that year. So all in all, he was uh, well, quite a guy to have in Syracuse, a, a wonderful personality, of course. And like we say, a fan favor, just the way he played the game in the course of his time with the Crunch. He loved it here in Syracuse. He just raved about uh, the time with the Crunch and loved that very first Crunch game in franchise history. He's our next guest on Crunch Chronicles, and it's John Baduke here today. Oh, well, first off, thanks a lot for uh, contacting me and making this possible. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. You guys have uh, got a big spot in my heart here, and you know, I was glad that Jim reached out and we could manage to do this. And where I am now, I'm living in Okotoks, Alberta, in Canada. It's about, I don't know, 30 minutes outside of Calgary. And I work downtown Calgary as a... Uh, North American sales manager for uh, oil and gas service company. Yeah, and what do we got going on? I got four kids, and I mean, one was one was born in when I was in in Syracuse, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of scary when Jim reached out there and said it's the 28th year. It's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> aging us a little bit. <laughs> it's it's stunning, right? <laughs> oh, it, it you know what? It's gone by pretty quick. Uh, and it's been such a successful run for the Crunch, of course, and it really all started with that first Crunch team, which, again, we'll get to here uh, very shortly. But, uh, you know, you, you, how, how has post-hockey life been like for you then? Obviously, you retire from hockey, and you've, you've uh, had a successful career since then. What, how, has, uh, how has post-hockey life been? You know what? It's, you know, it, it's good. It's really good. I mean, when I, when I was done uh, 
playing professional hockey, I moved back to Saskatchewan to the family farm and spent, I don't know, say seven years, six, seven years kind of just doing that and just kind of thought there might be a little little better, uh, something better at the end of the rainbow. So I kind of packed up the family and moved moved into Alberta and, you know, met, everything just kind of worked out. I mean, same as my hockey career, it's, uh, it, you know, not the talent, most talented guy, but it's a little hard work and determination. And you know what? I got into a pretty good situation here and, and life is pretty good. And, and then, you know, the, one of the best parts for the hockey world is Calgary, Alberta is there's, there's a lot of, a lot of us old guys out there. And, you know, we, I can play, still play hockey pretty much every day. Lunch hour, I go out and play. There's a lot of, a lot of different, uh, ice times with different groups and you know some old pros like myself or just some college guys so I, I managed to still play three or four times a week and and uh yeah a little slower but uh it's kind of funny I didn't get many goals in my career but now I'm a goal scorer out on on a lot of these ice times and a few guys that I played played against and played with they're Hey, we didn't know you could score goals. I'm like, well, anybody can score goals, but not everybody can fight. That's why I chose that one. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say your style must change, have changed a little bit over the years with how you play then. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. It was kind of funny when I first got into uh, some of these, some of these uh, leagues and some hockey stuff here, you know, everybody's obviously seen me, seen the video of me climbing over the penalty box and they weren't really sure what they were going to get. And then I go out there with uh, still still missing the two front teeth, and <laughs> I'll, I'll get them fixed when I'm done playing hockey. But uh, but they're like, oh, what are we uh, what are we gonna get with John coming out here? Because everybody knows the name. But then I start putting a few in the net and smiling and laughing, and that's you know what that's what it's all about is having fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool to hear. And uh, yeah, like you said, that is exactly what it's about. And it's great to to hear that you've had that opportunity to continue playing uh, pretty regularly there in Calgary. Uh, we'll shift our focus uh, then from all of that to uh, you've kind of alluded to some of this stuff already of what you were like here in Syracuse, which we'll, we'll dive into. But before we get into a little bit of that nitty gritty, uh, just uh, some general thoughts. You, you've already mentioned Syracuse has a special place in your heart, but you spent three years here. What uh, just a a, from a wide brush perspective, what's your uh, what's your thought here uh, of your time of the crunch? You know, it was. Well, I still get the chills. It's uh, you know what we were we were open there. We were welcomed there with open arms by everybody from from day one. And I mean, everybody who was involved with getting the team going. I mean, Howard and Vance, and and now look where 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 Mr. Sorosi is. He was a little wet behind the ears when we started, and now he's in the position he's at. And you know what? Like I said, we were welcome there with open arms and hearts. And you know, I think the first three years, every home game was sold out, and it was it was a fun place to to uh, to be, to play, and to to grow and be a part of the community. It really, I mean, I've been I've been kind of trying to recall some some good memories and some good times and some good stories. And, you know, I, I just got back from lunch with some, some of my customers and I was telling some stories and they're, they were just chuckling and I was chuckling and bringing back a lot of good memories and, you know, obviously a lot of good people there. 
Yeah, and uh, we've been very fortunate that the three you mentioned, the Howards, Vances, and Jims are still here, still still keeping this team running strong into year number 28, which is just astounding. And you were, as you said, here for the very first season. Uh, you came over uh, from Hamilton with the Hamilton Canucks. Uh, they became the Syracuse Crunch for that first season. What was, uh, what was it like as a player heading into a new city that hadn't had a pro hockey team in so long? When, and, you, I, I mean, uh, we get the sense. We talked to Brian Loney about this. Uh, on the show last week as well just the excitement level in the city what was it all like for you as a player coming into an environment like that you know you can't we were all coming into it on you know unexpected i mean you always everybody always you know does their best to sell oh this is what what it's going to be this is what we're going to have and you know what you don't really understand until you actually i remember driving into syracuse and driving up to the to the arena and of course you've seen it from the movie Slapshot in a few things and it had its facelift but it was it, it was just overwhelming and from the moment you, you you met the first person coming through the door that was part of the crunch organization I mean it was you knew it was going to be something that was going to be successful because of the passion and the desire to make it work and you know and then and then we at our exhibition games and our league games, like I said, we were sold out. I mean, as a, as a player, that's what you want. I mean, it's way better playing in front of a lot of loud people than, I mean, when we were in Hamilton the year before, it was pretty hard to to hear to hear some noise. <laughs> it wasn't. It definitely wasn't sold out. So coming from that aspect to what what uh, Syracuse had to offer, I mean, you, you can't beat it as as a player and I mean, and being this brought in as part of a person in the community even makes it that much better. Yeah. Like when you were uh, coming into the new, the situation like that, I mean, I asked Brian about it as well last week and uh, I was, I was curious and he said, you know, you guys uh, uh, as a group at that point didn't have maybe the maturity level to understand it, but I had asked him, was there more pressure on the group coming into a city that hadn't had a pro hockey team in so long? Uh, What was, you know what I guess what is your take on that did you feel any additional pressure or was it just kind of here we go that we've got some supporters but we're here to to make the mark like we would anyway you know what it that's part of being I mean for me my my thoughts on it it's part of being a a professional athlete I mean you're you're there for a job and you know you, you put pressure on yourself to to perform and to do what you were there to do and to be a team person and make that team, you know, successful and continue down the years. Obviously everybody's done, done a pretty good job. Cause here we are 28 years later. And I mean, you guys got a heck of a heck of a product still on the ice. And, and when I, the last time I was there, well, I think what was that? I don't even want to say ago, yeah. I was <laughs> three years ago. Yeah. yeah. To the 25th. I mean, you could still, a lot of the people that are still in the stands, I mean, I knew I recognized them and it, it was, it was fun and it's still, that's the best part to see it. So knowing, knowing everybody was there for, for fun and, you know, to produce something good, there's no pressure. The pressure is on you to go and do what you're there to do. 
I, I know every team has, you know, as the season goes along, forms a pretty special bond and, and you're all connected from each season. Uh, and, you know, that group in particular, the 1994-95 crunch, obviously deserve a lot of credit for for laying that foundation to where to get to, I guess, where the crunch are today. There's no doubt about that. Does that group hold a, a special place in, in your heart, that original crunch team like it, it does for sure for the crunch fans here? Oh, oh for sure. There's always guys. I mean, our our professional careers you're you're in you're out you're here you're there you're up you're down and you're always meeting new people but you know what it was a lot of fun we really as a group we really had a lot of fun on and and off the ice <laughs> you know as a group i mean a lot of us lived out that first year out at baldwinsville in you know in the apartment villas there and we were all we were all a tight group team like Rick Gerard was there that year, and I see Rick here, um, you know, once or twice a week. He's up in Edmonton, about three hours away, but he comes down here for work, so I see Rick quite a bit. And you know, three years ago when we were there, all the guys that were there, it was like, you know, you don't talk to everybody every day, but it was like we didn't miss a beat. We caught right up, and I remember we flew in on on a Friday and my wife and I went to the game Friday night, kind of before the Saturday night festivities and Brent were getting out of the elevator in the hotel and Brent Tully was on the other side and it was like, bang, it was, here we go. Like, like it was yesterday. So yeah, there's definitely that tight bond for sure. Well, we we're talking to Brent Tully uh, uh, for this upcoming show next week. In fact, so any, uh, while we'll take a little sidebar, do we have any good notes on uh, Brent Tully we should bring up from his time here? Oh, I'm, I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, everyone does that, but I always have to ask just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Brenton, actually, when when I was there, where I, uh, we spent a lot of time together with uh, Mr. Tully. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And, and uh, that's kind of what we hope, that there's that special connection and uh, everyone once we... That, that's, I guess, the, the best part of bringing everyone back together like we did a couple of years ago for that 25th season. Uh, going uh, going back to that opener, the original Crunch game, though, and, and this year the Crunch in the uh, the home opener wearing the, the original Crunch jerseys once again. Uh, kind of the, the Howard Dolgan's uh, idea was to, you know, this season is the return of fans here in the building for the first time in a year and a half, and it's the longest break since the break between uh, the early 80s and the return of the crunch in 1994. What do you remember from that very first crunch game, though, September 30th, 1994, the lead up to it, the pregame festivities? What do you remember from that special night? You know what? It was, there was a lot going on that night. It's all kind of a, it's really all kind of a blur. Like there, there was a lot of buzz going on and, you know, crunch man coming down and there was it was it was we knew that we were in for a good long ride with with how things were going to happen in Syracuse I mean it was it was kind of overwhelming you know you don't get to see everything that was going on behind the scenes and and up front when you're in the room but I just remember the buzz and then just hearing the people and just seeing the 
excitement. It was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely the place to be at that point in uh, in 1994 with the uh, the atmosphere of that Howard and the Crunch uh, formed in that very first Crunch game, and we're looking forward to that once again here as fans return up State Medical University Arena. Uh, John, you were the original Crunch enforcer, as we all know. I mean, that was that was what you you did back then. You, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but that first season you had 334 penalty minutes, and and uh, you were you were on the ice, and everyone knew about it, and you became the fan favorite for the first couple of years of this franchise. What was it like to be in that role for the Crunch over the uh, the first couple of years where you were that guy and, and you know, you had that role and you played it so, so well for this team? You know what? I We each have our little, our niche in, in, in life. And you know what? I chose to, I chose to do that. I'm a hardworking guy and, you know, I'll do whatever it takes for, for my team and my teammates. And you know what? It was a lot of fun. I kind of made a bang there the first game when I climbed over the penalty <laughs> box. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it was like, well, here, here's John, here's the team. And you know what? And I think that's just kind of with, like you asked there before, what was it like? Well, that was the excitement of, and the buzz in Syracuse was, was overwhelming and wow. And then I go and do that and, well, probably put a few people in the stands after that. <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly think so. I, I, that's a show you got to see. Well, you've you've alluded to it a little bit. Obviously, uh, that that is one of the most memorable moments in now 28 years of crunch hockey. There's no doubt about it. And it was a preseason game, like you said. So take us through it. It's a preseason game. You're facing the Rochester Americans. There's a line brawl on the ice, and all of a sudden you end up in the in the opposing penalty box. What happened? How'd that all take place? And and fill us in. You know what? It was, I just got, I mean, some of us just got there from Vancouver camp. And I remember driving in, I wasn't in town very long. And I remember driving in and, and, uh, with my, with my now wife and she didn't even know I played hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, didn't even see me play. And then, uh, I remember, uh, in the hotel Syracuse, because uh, George McPhee, Pat Quinn, Rick Lee, like all the Van- Vancouver brass, they were all in town, and I introduced my wife to all them, and and she's like, mm, yeah, okay, like had no clue who she was just meeting, and uh, <laughs> so she ended up sitting with them in the stands, and then yeah, so then out in the game, so I don't even remember who it was, but one of the Americans wanted to. Uh, wanted to challenge me and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't even know who you are. And I just got into town, not today type of thing. Right. So then I get taken to the penalty box and as I'm in the penalty box, then there gets to be the big scuffle and everybody got involved. So, I mean, we, we were the odd man out because I was in the penalty box and I just remember this guy going around and he sucker punched, I think Ian McIntyre and, and uh, I think he even tried kicking one of the, one of the. I think it was Johnny Nemesnikov. I think he tried kicking him in the head. And when he came in the penalty box, I'm like, all right, now, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed to and see. I remember, I remember talking through the glass, through, and the other guys come in the penalty box, and yeah, like he threw his gloves and stick and water bottle at me into my box, and. Yeah, from there it was kind of a blur. I kind of remember climbing over Mark Solak and the score clock and 
kneeling on the top sheet of the glass and well, I've gone this far. I might as well keep going. But the guy that I went after wasn't even in there. It was a buddy of mine from junior hockey, Shane Knighty. So I went to go get this other guy, but he jumped back out on the ice. <laughs> so I never did get him. <laughs> he, he, he probably made the right decision for his uh, his health and safety, though. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was a little frustrated there. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's. I, but, but you had committed but, at that point. You had to keep going. Oh, I was one hundred percent committed, and I remember after the game, my wife was. Uh, talking to me and she's like pat quinn is like what did you do to him <laughs> she's like what am i doing here <laughs> but yeah, pat pat uh said to, said to her he's like well he did the right thing a little dramatic but he did the right thing <laughs> well and and she's stuck with you ever since which is impressive Oh, there. I, maybe she was too scared to leave. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for uh, that. You said that's the first time she's seen you, which is uh, that's incredible. What a, yeah. what a. I mean, again, that is a moment that has, uh, I think, uh, lasted the uh, lasted through the years, and is always. percent. Oh, every time the video comes up, you you can't help but laugh. At least we can't help but laugh and see what's going on. I don't know. Every I'm sure you see it come across your screen every once in a while. What's your reaction when you see it these days? Oh, I just kind of I kind of chuckle it's 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 like i couldn't do that now for all the tea in china i couldn't climb that glass <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a pretty good athletic feet though getting up there with your oh, skates on no and everything kidding. right i was thinking i was thinking uh, how the heck did i get up and over there but yeah and the, and then there i don't a lot of the guys that i work with or work for business-wise here i mean i don't talk hockey all the time and I'll, I'll get the odd text or email and be like, holy smoke. <laughs> what? I didn't know you did that. Like everybody would see the video and yeah, I'd get, I get some pretty good reactions sometimes. Uh, well, it's a great talking point. There's no doubt about that. Well, as we uh, kind of shift uh, from that, which is, uh, I think, just one of the, the best stories you'll ever hear for sure. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, you, you kind of said you, you've been back over the years. Uh, you've come back a couple of times celebrating some of these crunch anniversaries. Uh, what's it like when you come back these days? Uh, I'm sure you hear that story and many others when you come back. You know, you had your name up in the rafters here for so long as well. Uh, what's it like when you come back these days when you celebrate those anniversaries and, and uh, you get another opportunity to interact with those fans like you mentioned uh, earlier? You know, what? it's always overwhelming because you, you never, I mean, it's been a lot of years, but every time I go back, it's you recognize the faces and the people and there's still that core group that, still come out and support and I mean you, you can't beat that I mean that's you guys have done a, a great job there of you know putting a product on the ice and keeping it fun for everyone and I mean the first few years that that we were there and or I was there I mean we did what we did we you know we mingled with uh with the uh, with the people and you know it's fun it is it's overwhelming when you go there and you know, you're welcome back just like you're still there playing. How important was it for you to kind of get involved in the community when you were here? You, you said you, you interacted with the fans, of course, and we were talking, like we said, with, with Brian Loney. He said he was, you know, he, he kind of dug his his heels in and, and really became ingrained in the community here in Syracuse and in central New York. What about you? What what was it like to kind of, you know, live in this city at that time and, and, be, uh, and be involved in the community? You know, it's fun. And then, I mean, that's kind of your... 
it's one of the things you got to do as a professional player because, you know, with the kids, I mean, there's parents bringing their kids and, you know, introducing you to to all these as- different aspects of life. And, you know, you got to be a role model and you also got to be a, a person too. I mean, there's, there's more to hockey. I mean, there's, there's the off ice stuff and, and you just, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's just a thing you have to do as a person is just be a good, a good, uh, a good person for, you know, the society coming up behind you and, you know, without the community involvement, I mean, you don't have anybody in the stands. And I mean, we are part of the community and it, at a little different scale, but I mean, I, I was given the honorary sheriff thing and that's still speechless. I think back to those days and the unsung hero. And I mean, I got, I got suspended obviously for 10 games right at the start of the year for climbing the penalty box. So I was able to do that FaceTime with, with a lot of those people that were coming to the games. And you know what? That's, I like that part. I'm a people person and I enjoy meeting people and hearing their stories and them listening to our stories. And you know what? That's, that's like I said before, it's part of being a professional athlete. And, and there's no doubt that the, uh, the fans here in, in Syracuse and in the area certainly appreciate that, uh, that connection. That's something they always talk about as well. And, and how much it means to them to, to get to know, uh, you know, people like you and, and all the, the players who've come through over the years. Uh, I'm curious, aside from, uh, you know, that obvious, that very memorable, uh, penalty box moment, is there another story from your time or a memory here from your time in Syracuse that kind of sticks out to you? You know what? On our first, I was, I, I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> you did some prep. <laughs> and, and, and there's just so many, I mean, some I obviously can't say on the air, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the best things that I thought back of, of that first year, I remember all of us going to, uh, to a fundraiser, a cancer fundraiser at hotel Syracuse. And it was a black tie event. And, I mean, we're all we're all dressed up as good as we can, and we walked into the hotel Syracuse into the ballroom there, and it was like it was overwhelming. It was everybody was dressed like it was like going to the Cinderella ball. Like it was all the women were in gown, big ballroom gowns, and all the men were all in their penguin suits, and and here we are, new to the community welcomed into the community to be part of this fundraiser and all of us were at you know nobody there wasn't more than two guys to a table and we were spread out and I remember the end of the night it was everybody was over on our side of the room and wanted to like it it was just it was just a lot of fun like we got to know a lot of people and you know some pretty big people in for the city of Syracuse and I mean, that's what also I think made it a success too is is that we were out in the light and out in the light with with some pretty big rollers in for the city of Syracuse. And it it was a lot of fun. 
That's tremendous. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a great a great introduction to the city. There's uh, that, That's for sure, which, uh, again, it helped lay the, the groundwork to where we are today, 28 years later. Uh, John, a couple of quick questions. I, I'm, I'm always curious for a guy like you, who was, uh, who was the toughest guy you had to fight in your career, uh, whether it was with the Crunch or afterwards? Obviously, there were some fierce rivalries uh, in Syracuse, but who was maybe the toughest guy you had to go up against uh, in a fight? You know what? My, people ask me that all the time, and and uh, my answer is is Darren Langdon. Like, I mean, he was Binghamton Ranger. He he wasn't a guy that was going to knock you out, but he was a guy that you knew you were in a fight because you couldn't knock him out. And a lot of people ended up in the penalty box throwing up because he would just go and go and go and go. He ended up he had a pretty good career in the NHL and. Once I say that name to some people that understand hockey, they're like, they just can't believe it. And then they look at videos and they're like, yeah, now I understand why. Like I got, I had a ton of respect for Darren Langdon. Uh, you might be the same answer then, but did you have a guy, and this might be a weird question, I don't know, like a favorite guy you got to fight, whether it was someone who put up a good fight every time or uh, just a good challenge? Do you have a favorite guy you had to fight? You know, definitely Darren's Darren's in there for sure as one of the tops, a favorite guy. You know, Dan Kordick, I enjoyed him. <laughs> Hershey Bears, yeah. Uh, I don't know. One of the most memorable ones, and I don't think we ever, ever ended up fighting, was uh, Phil Crow. We were we were squaring off to, to go at her at a face-off, and we were just coming in to throw a punch, and the linesman grabbed my arm. And Phil got his punch through and got right square in the forehead. And I, re- I, I'll never forget the look on his face. Cause well, I mean, once it's coming, it's hard to stop. But as soon as he hit me and he seen what was going on, he's sorry, sorry, sorry. And actually George McPhee came down and that linesman ended up getting suspended. But I mean, it would have been a good one with me and Phil, I think, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crowd got robbed on that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you've been very uh, great with your time here, of course. We've really much appreciated it. Uh, just w- maybe one final uh, thought from you about your time with the Crunch, uh, your time here in Syracuse, and uh, and then we'll let you run. You know, like, it was, it's, it, you know, it's one of the top, you know, five things in my life that I've ever done was, was coming there and meeting everybody who I got to meet. I mean, we, I shoot text messages back and forth with, with Jim Sorosi there a fair bit and try and I follow on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff, but you know what? It's, I can't say enough for what I went through and you know, how awesome everybody opened up their, their arms and their hearts. I mean, and homes. I mean, we were, we were in a lot of homes there. I mean, my roommates there, uh, Dan Kessa and Adrian Acoyan and Mike Pekka, we ended up at old Johnny Walsh's house there a few times with playing uh, playing hockey on our knees in their living room, knocking some fine china off the, off of uh, off of the shelf, and Chrissy is yelling at us, and Johnny's let them be, they're having fun, right? Like it was nice to be able to get away and have fun in every aspect, so. I mean, those 
there was a lot of good times and a lot of good memories there. Yeah, and you made a lot of good memories for all of the folks here in Syracuse as well. And and I, I think you you can tell every time you're back in town, the reaction is always uh, always so warm, and it's a great cheer every time. John Baduke, we, uh, again, very generous with your time. We appreciate it here today. Thanks so much for joining us on Crunch Chronicles, and uh, be well. We uh, hope to see you back in town at some point, maybe uh, the 30th anniversary or 35th. I'm sure there'll be another big celebration, and I'm sure we'll have you back uh-huh. again real soon. I can't wait to get back. I'm kind of missing the dinosaur, too. Yeah. Hey, aren't we all? <laughs> well, thanks again for yeah. doing this. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck. Good luck on this year. Thanks for everything. There he is, John Baduke, former Syracuse Crunch forward who spent three seasons with the Crunch and a very uh, a productive career uh, in terms of his time with the Crunch. All of those penalty minutes in uh, the course of three seasons. And again, just a great character. What a fun conversation that was. You knew we had to talk about the, the penalty box incident. He knew we were going to talk about the penalty box incident, and you still couldn't help laughing about it. Such a wonderful moment, a unique moment, of course. And I mean, in this is year 28 now for the crunch. However many years the Crunch are here, whether it's 40, 50, 60, I think everyone is always going to have that video in their mind uh, of one of the very quintessential introductions to Syracuse for the Syracuse Crunch is John Baduke going up into the penalty box and getting into a brawl there. So he's a guy who's had a big impact on the Crunch part of the group that laid the foundation for Syracuse and uh, for the crunch in this community. And it's been a productive one because of that now in the 28th season of crunch hockey. So we appreciate John Badu coming on here on the program today. Uh, he's always a great conversation. We've seen him in town a few times over the years, enjoyed hearing him uh, and uh, hearing about his interactions with fans uh, when he has come back for the 20th anniversary, the 25th anniversary. I'm sure the crunch will have him back again in the near future as well. So thanks to John Badu for taking the time here today on crunch chronicles. That'll do it for us this week on the show. We hope you enjoyed the uh, the conversation. If you did give us a rating and a review, uh, feel free to reach out to me at Lucas Favalli on Twitter or via email lfavalli at syracusecrunch.com. If you've got guests we want to hear from uh, in the upcoming uh, weeks and months of Crunch Chronicles, if you have any stories about John Baduke or any of our former guests as well on the show, you can, of course, catch all of our previous episodes in the audio vault uh, right here, wherever you're listening to this podcast. That'll do it for us, though, on Crunch Chronicles. We'll be back next week with another great edition, another Crunch alumni joining us on another episode of Crunch Chronicles.